From the Truman State University Index, my name is Ryan Pavoni, and this is Dry Ink. Today, we're sitting down with Scott Alberts, the President of Faculty Senate and a member of the COVID-19 Working Group, to talk about what COVID-19 precautions students can expect from Truman this spring. It's Thursday, January 21st. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about COVID-19 guidelines this yeah. semester compared to like last semester. Um, so are there any new ones um, for the spring? I don't, so I think the main thing is to keep it going that, you know, um, last semester we were pretty successful. I mean, not a hundred percent, but you know, things actually went pretty well. A lot of schools wish they had numbers like ours. Um, and certainly of schools that didn't do like the super expensive, you know, testing twice a week or whatever, you know, we're about as good as we could have been for that. Um, our contact tracing was solid. Um, we didn't have too many of those super spreader events where, you know, people had big parties of 500 people or whatever. Um, so that's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think mainly what we're really talking about is, you know, keep it going. And, you know, we know the vaccine is coming, but it's gonna take a while till we roll it out. It's not, it's not a light switch. Um, I do think, um, you know, we're talking about how we're going to get it to the faculty and staff and then to the students um, and how we're going to distribute it and do all that stuff. Um, but, um, you know, even with that, for this semester, I think we're going to be pretty much doing what we're doing the whole semester. There's not going to be, like I said, it's not going to be like, you know, come back from spring break and it's all better, that that's not, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's not what we're seeing. Um, I think what else? Um, we are talking about um, doing some more testing of some random, you know, right now anybody who needs a test gets a test and anybody who was in a situation where they have to have one, we have that. But um, because we didn't have enough tests, um, we were running into, you know, sort of uh, just the logistics of doing tests for people who just kind of wanted one or just um, were interested in it. And then we didn't, we weren't able to do a ton of uh, just random testing, which is a thing that we'd like to do. So hopefully, um, we'll be able to start doing some of that here um, soon. Um, but, you know, I mean, all the same things we've been talking about, wear a mask, keep distance, um, monitor yourself for symptoms, try not to go to big giant things with lots of people at it, try not to leave Kirksville. Um, we know that, we know all of those are a big ask that, um, you know, you want to go see your folks, you want to go see your, you know, <clears throat> friends and, you know, and we're just recommending it not do that. So, um, you know, we do know more about, you know, which things are most useful. Um, certainly we are still doing all the cleaning and all of the surface stuff, but it does seem like that's less important than we had thought six months ago. So, um, you know, we're having a little bit less of a focus on that. Um, that idea, you know, we always, we caught the layers of Swiss cheese that there's just all these different techniques and none of them are magical. None of them solve it completely, but, um, you know, the more of them you can do, um, it is true that we've still seen no transmission through classes. So sort of those strict rules that we've had in class with the distance and the masks and, you know, they're annoying, right? The thing where you come, you know, a third of the class comes on Monday and a third, you know, we know, we know it's annoying. We know everybody wishes we weren't doing that, but it seems to have worked. Um, and, you know, and in fact, if you did that all the time, 
not the weird part, but the part where you kept distance, you wore a mask whenever you were going to be around somebody. Um, we think that, you know, the spread would be even less. Um, you know, the thing about potting, you know, trying to have a few friends that you do let your guard down because we know, you know, we know you can't just live in a cave and uh, hide. So that idea of kind of having an intentionally chosen pod where you kind of have rules among yourselves for, you know, where you're going to go not masked. Um, you know, your roommate, your apartment mates, you're probably in a pod with them whether you want to be or not. That I don't think too many people wear a mask around their kitchen. Maybe you do. Um, but, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, and I'm joking about that, but really, you know, when we see the cases, that's one of the things that we see is that, you know, one person in a house gets it and then next week you're like, oh, the numbers went up, but that's the three people in the house with that first person. And so, you know, that spread is really hard to stop. Getting that first person to not have gotten it in the first place is really where you can actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, but again, this is all stuff we've been saying, you know, since summer. So, yeah. Um, but I think the other stuff we did is we did update some of the paperwork stuff. So I think all the students got that uh, quarantine explanation of what it is. And I mean, that's what we've been doing, but it's now a lot prettier and cleaner and what it means to... Uh, you know, when the tracers call you and ask you, um, you know, or tell you to go into quarantine, which again, nobody wants to do that. And we know it's annoying and we know um, it's bad, but to kind of specify that um, we talked a little bit about the thing that the CDC said that in some areas you could cut the quarantine from 14 to 10 days and Adair County has not done that. So we're still keeping the 14 days, but if, you know, once the vaccine is out more, once we do see some um, improvement in the local numbers, we, we expect that they might do that. Um, but the idea that the 10 days and then at the end of the 10 days, you have another test um, and then you can be released from quarantine early. But again, right now we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of new things, I don't know that any of that's new because, right, you've been you've been hearing that same stuff since whatever last March. About the, the cleaning surfaces, you said it was less important. Can you tell me, like, why exactly? Um, it just seems that the the bugs, the germs, don't live very long on the surfaces. So, you know, we were thinking that, you know, we need to disinfect surfaces between anybody touching it. Or, you know, you got if, if somebody uses your pen, you need to wait three days before you touch that pen. And it really seems like it doesn't, it doesn't live that long. And if it does, unless you're, like, rubbing it with your hands and then rubbing it on your eyes or something... <laughs> you don't really get it in there. So while it is still a thing, and again, we don't want to be dirty. We, we, you know, we want to keep the surfaces clean and the custodial staff has been amazing in the classroom buildings and uh, you know, the shared bathrooms and stuff. So like I said, I don't want to say that it's nothing at all, but it's certainly the masks and the distance seem to be the, the things. What about the um, attendance policy from last semester? Is that so? Yeah, so, you know, we clarified the attendance policy a little bit for this semester. It's the same basic policy that we're not formally taking attendance um, for points. Um, but we, we clarified that, that you can have um, participation points, um, hopefully with a way, with multiple ways to get those points. So of course, participating in the live class is one way to do that. But if you are gonna choose to do that in your class, the faculty members should think about, you know, what would a person who's quarantined or isolated or sick, you know, even with the flu, um, how would they make those up? Um, I think most faculty have been pretty reasonable on that. You know, we hear stories about, you know, a couple of faculty who are not, but um, for the most part, it seems like most faculty are doing their best to try to um, have a flexible policy that still 
you know, again, still get, keeps you engaged because that's the purpose of participation. It's not like sitting in that seat magically teaches you thing, but it's that being engaged is how you learn and, you know, having that those incentives to keep you engaged is what um, we want to have. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I think um, even in, uh, you know, online courses, having ways to keep, to keep people engaged is super important. Um, you know, asynchronous things about um, <clears throat> touch points and, you know, connections. Um, because that's, you know, at its heart, that's what makes Truman different. When we talk about why we exist, why, why doesn't everybody go to a school with 50,000 people? That contact, that interaction is what we're all about. And not just between faculty and students, but students with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sitting in a room is the best way we know to do that. And there's certainly online things that are good and online things that can get you connected. But, um, you know, little boxes on Zoom or uh, discussion posts really aren't the same as, you know, sitting in a circle and talking about a book. I mean, that's that's really what, um, you know, it's what people came to Truman to do, to have one-on-one -on -one discussions with professors, to have, you know, that kind of close interactions. That's what we're doing. And so, um, you know, we want to we want to have people build things in a way that do that. So the attendance policy, like I said, so um, there is this rule that you can't just take attendance points um, as a straight thing, but you can have, you know, participation as a broader thing. Um, you mentioned that last semester as a whole, Truman did pretty good with following the COVID yeah. guidelines and everything. Are there any areas that maybe we didn't do so well at? Or are there any areas that we like um, did super Yeah, well? I mean, it certainly is true that, you know, whatever, what was our number last? It was uh, 300 total or whatever was our, let me pull up my chart so I can remember the number. Um, our number from last semester, it was about 300 total cases. And, you know, there were, were, were several, you know, not super spreader events, but events where, you know, 50 people were together without masks for a while. Um, you know, some of them sponsored by student organizations, some at places in town or churches or whatever. And, you know, a large number of cases came out of those relatively few things. And not just people at that event, but from there to, again, that, that bloom where the one guy got it and then he took it home to his house and his seven roommates who share two baths, you know, um, it, it kind of worked its way through there. And, um, you know, even the case, the numbers this week that, you know, we had 18, we have 18 active cases as of last Tuesday. And of those, that's really a small number of pods. Um, and so, you know, it's not that there's 18 individuals on campus that had that tested positive. It's that there's just a small number of groups of, of students that um, had that. And, you know, we're still we are still interested, you know, but there are some students who haven't come back um, because they're in isolation. So we don't know that that number might actually retroactively go up because students don't always tell us first. And if you're sick at home, you know, you're worried about being sick at home. That calling us is doesn't have to be your first priority. But we do think that number will creep up a little bit as people. Um, kind of come back and tell us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. are there any, um, I guess, regulations or guidelines on those large student events? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the, the you know, um, the student union activity, you know, organization, they have rules for organizations. Um, you know, the county has regulations now, and, you know, they didn't until October. So, some of those some of those events happened off campus before there were rules about that. Um, but you know, it's it's hard because you know people want to go to act events, they want to go to church, they want to go to the store, they want to go to the bar. I mean, you want to do those things, and 
even the ways that are safer still aren't 100% safe. So it really is just a question of kind of picking what what activities, what events, um, you know. Certainly different restaurants in town are more safe or less safe than others. And, you know, carryout is probably safer still. And, you know, and the same way with the grocery stores that um, now that we have the mask mandate in town, I think the grocery stores have been better, but they're not perfect. Um, so trying to think of, you know, can you go at a less busy time? Can you um, not stay as, you know, can you get in and out quickly? Can you um, do the curbside pickup if you can? I mean, all that stuff kind of <laughs> adds up because, you know, each thing, each thing you do is rolling the dice and, um, you know, the fewer times you roll the dice, the more likely you are to not uh, have something bad happen. So, um, yeah, and like I said, it's hard. So, you know, we know it. We know that, you know, again, because we don't want you to live in a cave. We don't want you to just, you know, lock down and do that because you're, that's why you're here. And that's why we want you here. And, um, you know, some schools went totally online and maybe that worked for them. But for Truman, we just once we decided we weren't going to do that, it's just a question of how can we be as safe as we can gotcha. um, while still getting the interactions and the connections and all those all those good things that we have. So this semester, we also have the addition of breaks in the semester. Yeah. Are there any thoughts behind that or like how to stay safe around breaks? Yeah, um, I mean, certainly, you know, not having fall break was tough. That I think people were whooped. We could tell not having even those little one day breaks. Um, you know, there was, certain, there was a certain logic to it. I was part of those discussions when we talked about doing this compressed semester and, you know, President Thomas and the board and everybody really thought about it hard and we we did what we did and I like I said I think it worked pretty well but man was everybody whooped by the end of the semester and you know when people left for Thanksgiving I mean you could tell they were just I mean we were dragging so um you know today we have a day off we encourage people to not go home did some people go home I'm sure um we encourage if you do go home that you should sort of enforce a self-quarantine even if you're not formally doing the quarantine process um, again, the rules for class are almost the same as rules for quarantine. So, um, we don't even need to say, you know, don't go to class, um, if you do go home, but if you do go to class, be safe, keep your mask on, keep your distance. Don't, you know, we're not coming in there, you know, every hour with the yardstick, making sure that the chairs are six feet apart. But, you know, if you're, if you were exposed to people, if you were out and about, do your best to keep that distance. And of course, a lot of the rooms six, we're more than six feet apart. We have extra space. So maybe you can sit in the chair a little farther apart or that first day back, maybe do talk to your professor and, you know, do the alternate thing, come on Zoom or do whatever um, if you do that. Because we know, you know, we know people went home for weddings and funerals and you got to do some stuff like that. But if you're going home all the time, that's, that's again, that idea that every time you do that, you're rolling the dice and you don't want to roll the dice too many times. Um, and spring break the same way, you know, this past week, um, certainly I knew faculty who um, either they didn't meet every day that they were originally planning to, you know, the class, it has the one third, one third, one third, but they decided to make the first week online or they made an alternate assignment so students who couldn't self-quarantine could um, not come on or, you know, they could just quarantine themselves and, and attend virtually or whatever. And I imagine after spring break, we're going to have to do the same thing. Um, we decided not to do the whole week virtual 
because we wanted you to come back, that if the whole week was virtual, then people would just wait and come back the following weekend, and then you got the same problem that you had at the beginning. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, having some people quarantine, having some faculty not meet, but still doing things. And of course, we know not all classes can do that. Certainly science labs, music, you know, music things. You need to be in the room to do some of those things. And so um, we didn't want to do that blanket, just let's be online for that first week. And of course, with today being the holiday, some some faculty wanted to meet their students once, because otherwise, you know, this this one wouldn't. For instance, I teach a Monday only class, so if I hadn't met face to face last Monday, it would have been you know week three, so we could have actually seen people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a pretty small class, so we were able to do we were able to do it. But and I guess in general, I mean, that's what we're trying. We're trying not to make like a blanket. You know, everybody go online. We're trying to say everybody should think about what happens in their class. What's your situation? Um, like I said, if you're doing science labs, of course, they have extra safety equipment, better ventilation, all that stuff. And that might be the safest place to be. Um, and we know, um, you know, some of the music things, they've they've really done some creative things of how to do music, um, you know, doing quartets in the performance hall so that you're, you know, the room is built for 500 people, but you got four people in the room playing their instruments. Um, or the thing the choir was doing last time with the really short uh, rotations of people mm -hmm. um, so that you could still sing in the room with the, with the director and with the other people, but not the way we think of choirs. I mean, that's, yeah. And like I said, I mean, most faculty seem to have really stepped up. I mean, you know, we always make fun of, you know, we're kind of old and stodgy and, but I would say most faculty have done a great job and, um, you know, and you hear stories about the handful of faculty who maybe haven't done a great job, but for the most part, I mean, hundreds of us have done really cool, interesting things to try to get classes to work. So, how are you feeling about this semester, just generally? Um, I'm feeling pretty. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Like I said, I mean, we're not in a perfect uh, situation. You know, lots of things we're doing. We're making it up as we go. We're we're doing things, um, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, you know, the students seem to get, you know, we know our students are smart They're They put connections They're They're thinking about things. They're not reckless. They're not um, doing dumb stuff. Um, but, you know, that idea that we just want to keep remembering, we want to just keep um, putting things um, in front of them. And that's why I'm happy to talk to you because I think one more way, you know, you guys talking about it so that it's not just us sending our little videos out or having the faculty ever mention it in class. I think that's good. Here's what else you need to know. Due to the passage of the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act, more funds for COVID-19 relief will soon be available to students. Similar to the CARES Act passed last spring, the CRRSAA provides funding for both the university to cover pandemic-related costs and money directly for students. At this time, Truman has not yet received the funding from the federal government. The Adair County Health Department announced that the second round of COVID-19 vaccines will be issued to specified target groups on Wednesday, January 27th. The vaccines are not available to the general public. The limited number of vaccines are reserved for remaining long-term care workers, hospital and healthcare workers, first responders, social services workers, and teachers and staff in K-12 schools, among others. 
for a complete list of qualified target groups and to learn more about how to complete the required registration, visit the Adair County Health Department website or tmn.truman.edu. TikTok star and comedian Ryan Kelly, also known as Youth Pastor Ryan, visited campus last Friday as SAB's Spring Welcome Back Comedian. The event was held in Baldwin Hall Auditorium, which reached its reduced capacity of 228 seats. The event was socially distanced and masks were required. Kelly's set included stories about his time working at Disneyland, his roommate, and other humorous moments in his life. For these stories and more, check out tmn.truman.edu. There, you can also sign up for the Index newsletter, which comes out every Thursday morning. You should also follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Truman Index. See you next week.